1: Hello and welcome to the Wizen World Cup daily podcast. New Zealand have effectively ended the semi-final race. Despite Kusel Pereira whacking the fastest 50 of the 2023 World Cup so far, the New Zealand attack reduced Sri Lanka to 113 for eight before a gutsy last wicket stand took them up to 171, a target that the Black Caps top order made mincemeat of. I'm Yazrana and with me today is our resident New Zealand expert, Jim Wallace. Um, Jim, that was a weird game, I thought. Sri Lanka, (laughs) Pereira in particular, came out racing out the blocks, but found themselves five down on a pretty good pitch within the power play. And from that point on, um, as admirable as the tail end resistant was, (laughs) there was only going to be one winner.
0: It was a weird game. There was the sort of threat of weather hanging over it, which I think maybe um, was... in people's minds, in, in New Zealand's minds certainly, when they came out to chase that. But yes, Sri Lanka got off to a flyer and then you're sort of thinking, OK, well, this this could be very interesting. And then they completely collapse. And then, as is the way with ODIs, there's about 25 overs of interminable sludge whilst someone knocks around 30-odd off 80 balls and we're all sort of thinking, are we going to get this pod- podcast recorded before I've got to get on the A3 and drive my daughter down the motorway? So... um yeah, it it all worked out in the end, but it was a bit touch and go in places, and just a bit—I guess—a bit like this World Cup. It's just been a bit hard to get a hard to get a grasp on. Really, like, mm. should you be excited? Should you be confused? Should you be um, a little bit pondering why do we even follow this ridiculous? What, sport? what do you feel right now? Um, a mixture of happiness and
1: uh, I don't know sadness, I suppose, <laughs> as per usual. <laughs> Um, I felt a bit of sadness when I saw Kuso Pereira shot at seventy for four uh, in the tenth over. When you've just lost the fourth wicket in the previous over, you're mm-hmm. you're going more than sevens. Yeah, charging Lockie Ferguson, trying to hit a decent <laughs> ball over extra cover for six, basically.
0: Yeah, what was he doing? He's trying to do um, what Daryl Mitchell does, right? He does he does that, and and just you know, Ravindra was doing that, but. I guess, yeah, it's like um, it was a proper brain fade moment mm. and a moment that required um, calm heads and a bit of a rebuild. But, I mean, I guess I, I do feel for these guys. They've been out there so long. They've been on the end of so much. You know, Sri Lanka, if you just think about some of the, some of the stuff they've been through in the, in the past week with the whole timed out thing and, you know, they're, they're out of the tournament oh, and they've still got to play games. It's like it's a ridiculous sport, really, that you can, mm. you can effectively crash out of a World Cup and then be forced to play maybe four or five more games, probably mm. probably three or four in this case, where you, you pretty much know that the the job in hand has all but disappeared. Obviously, they're playing for champion. Everyone keeps saying this, obviously, but you know, no one had mentioned it until I heard you mention it a week ago, and now it's obviously everyone's playing for that. But yeah, um, yeah wasn't a great shot.
1: No, um, and with the result and the margin of victory, Afghanistan are basically out, and Pakistan... To qualify need to beat England by something like two hundred and ninety runs to overturn that net run rate deficit. And I know England have been bad. Yeah. But I think that's unlikely. Um we'll get to the semi finals in, in part two. But it also means that Sri Lanka are now in ninth. So talking of champions trophy qualifications, they need England and or Bangladesh to get pumped in their final games. Bangladesh play Australia, England play Pakistan, um, for them to get into the top eight and qualify for the 2025 Champions Trophy, which I guess is a big deal, right? Sri yes. Lanka got to the Asia Cup final uh two months ago yeah. and they find themselves ninth in the table. I mean they've had they've had miserable luck with injuries. Yeah. Uh Kusol Mendes, his tournament uh, it's quite interesting. In the first two games, he scored 198 it in, it runs. He was incredible
0: in those first two. And he scored yeah.
1: 96 runs in the following <laughs> seven, which sort of <laughs> sums up not only his tournament, but, yeah. but Sri Lanka's. It's, it's just a very, there's a lot of talent in that team, mm. but with the injuries in particular, they're just not consistent enough to to challenge the, the top sides. Obviously, they beat England on that day, but England have not been a top side this tournament.
0: Yeah and i think that comes down to the again to the format the odi format is um pretty unforgiving so in a 2020 if you get into one of those bad positions it, the because the, because everything's um truncated it's it's a lot shorter and in a in a 50 over match when you get into trouble you can get into a lot of trouble and you can get behind and you know if you get on a bit of a losing streak then that, then it that is trickier to come back to and, and fairly grueling um but, I mean, they've got loads of talent and they've shown pockets of brilliance, but they haven't been able to get on a bit of a roll and stitch that mm. together and, and put in... Um, I mean, they they took South Africa close, right, at the, at the start and, they, and, you know, and start thinking, oh, maybe they're, they're a pretty decent sort of outsider bet, but they've really trailed away. I know they've had a f- few injuries and stuff, but, yeah, it was a bit of a mm. shame.
1: Comparing them with Afghanistan, Afghanistan are a side that their, their batting output I think, is higher than the talent within that top six, top seven, was I think Sri Lanka's, they've had a few good days in defeat, actually. Yeah. But I think they probably underform overall as a batting unit. They don't really stitch a complete inning together that often. And I wonder if they're not the only side, I've thought this about this tournament, but they almost hide behind the mantra of, of going hard sometimes mm. in that it almost um, means that players don't have as much responsibility as they ought to. Because as, as we saw with that, Tikshana madashanka tenth wicket partnership. Yeah, it's actually quite hard to take wickets once the ball loses its hardness, yeah. and you know, occasionally in the second innings, the ball does a bit extra uh, under light But but really, that was a good pitch. It was there was there was enough in it for the spinners to be interested. But yeah. in terms of the quicks it actually sat up quite nicely against yeah, the was, bases.
0: The ball was coming onto the bat, and you were, and you can certainly play your shots. Um, what was the question? Can't remember what the question was.
1: I guess do, do do you think some teams in Sri Lanka, probably one of them, almost hide behind the mantra of of going hard in a, in a way that almost absolves them of of some sort of respons- Individual responsibility. I guess that probably is is a thing. Um, and 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 again, coming back to the, the the
0: the fifty over thing, is there is time to get out of these tricky situations as well. So um, Afghanistan against Australia the other day. I know Afghanistan didn't win in the end because of Maxwell's madness, but. Mm. They weren't, you know, they were sort of struggling, and and their their run rate was way down. I think it, they after about thirty overs, they're only on about hundred and twenty odd. But they managed to get through that patch and then get to the end of the innings. Rashid Khan tees off a little bit, and they get up to two seventy odd, which is a challenging score, um, and then easily could have won that match. Uh, I think it's
1: uh, it's
0: it is one of those things where I mean Peterson used to say it all the time, right? That's the way I play, and it's. Mm. I guess a little bit is—it's where do you draw the line between? Okay, well, you want players to play with freedom, and uh, you don't want to throw blame around when they play a ridiculous shot or run each other out or whatever. So, because you know, cricket has often been played in that quite cloistered way, um, which inhibits people from expressing themselves and actually mm. playing those ridiculous innings. But then, on the flip side, there has to be someone if everyone just if everyone, it's like that thing of like, oh, the next person will get the runs. Whereas if everyone has that mentality, then no one ends up getting them. So, um...
1: which is pretty much what happened today. A bit of history for Sri Lanka, by the way. That partnership between Manashanka and Tikshana was the longest ever 10th wicket partnership in a men's World Cup game uh, at 87 balls. Tikshana's 38 of 91 was the third longest Sri Lanka innings of the tournament, which I think sums up uh, their competition pretty well. Jim Mitch Santner was absolutely delightful with the ball. He finished with Richie Beno's favorite figures 10 overs 2 maidens 2 for 22. Yeah. No, I like that. He was he was brilliant. Yeah. I love the, the the speed he bowls with he deceives players in the air. He gets a great dip for for a big man, you know. Yeah. You know, talk about great touch for a big man in football, but he's got great dip for a big man. Yeah, and um, Mike Atherton on commentary absolutely loved. He was loving him, wasn't he? And I think and you love everything that Atherton says. So I I love and I love Mitch Santner.
0: (laughs) Um, I think he's. I don't know because he's. I mean, he's he's a Kiwi, and it, you know it's almost a cliche to say, but he's an un- undemonstrative kind of guy. Gets his wickets, and there's no great you know histrionics. It, although today he looked quite pumped, mm. I guess because you know there's a World Cup semi-final on the line. But and because of um, you know he's a he's a left-arm finger-spin bowler. It, it's and he just looks like a nice guy. He looks like you know he looks like you'd you'd love your daughter to bring him <laughs> home on a on a weekend for a Sunday roast sort of thing. He just looks lovely um and i think maybe some of that sometimes people just see that nice guy and they don't and 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 they don't see the the skill that he has and and the bowler that he's been and certainly in this world cup um his variations mm. you know he's i was saying this the other day maybe on this pod like he's really good at uh, um sneaking in and out of an over mm. uh, like that like jadeja used to do you know and and still occasionally does you know you get in and before you know it yeah, it's gone for two and yeah. how's he gone for two when you know, when they've tried to smash him every ball? Um he's got really subtle I guess everything about him is subtle. He mm. suffers from his subtlety, probably. Yeah, like he's a good point. Everything is, is subtle about him, but yeah, he's he's out of fantastic tournament and
1: also I really like that on the pitches that have given him more turn you can actually see that he's got so much more to his game as, as you sometimes otherwise see when pitches aren't that helpful towards him yeah. he might dart it in a little bit more yeah. but when there's turning offer, he's very com- confident Absolutely. in really slowing it down yeah, and getting that turn
0: he was getting some big turn and I, th- and I think that's what I really like about him he gives sort of hope to anyone who's ever bowled a bit of left arm rubbish left arm loopy stuff like like he, yourself uh, well yeah he does <laughs> uh, he does um, he gets it up there he He's not just—he doesn't just fire it in, and mm. it's, it's not just dart, dart, dart. You know, there's there's lots of craft to go with it, and I think mm. it's just it's just nice to see him having a bit of a moment, really.
1: Yeah, and he's their leading wicket taker in the competition so far, and he's going at just over four four and a half runs and over. Um, I really enjoyed watching him bowl when he had a slip and a silly point in place. You know, again, Phillips. Uh, under the lid on his knees prowling around which the commentators hated yeah. Dool and Gavaskar and commentary yeah. absolutely hated yeah. it do they and think that it's insulting or something Or what no is- I, I think because there was one that spooned just out of Phillips' grasp and they were frustrated that given that he's on his knees he can't really die for those ones but he's not really there for that he's there for almost like the, the uh, apologetic prod that yeah. just sort of yeah. Spits out, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you have to be low to go get them. And you know, yeah. you've seen it in county cricket. You see that position quite a lot. Trescothic used to love getting yeah, on his it. knees yeah. um, to, towards the end of his yeah. career at Somerset. I think Craig Overton still does it. Yeah. Trescothic always used
0: to look like he was sort of um, weeding the begonias or something, didn't he? You know, when you, are, you you see like your your nan or your your mum wearing those um, knee pads in the garden, mm. that's what Triscothic always. Meant. But Phillips did it in a slightly more. Um, uh, Sort of sinister way, I think today he was—he was definitely having a few words. I reckon, <laughs> and, and um, you know, getting into the head. And again, that's part of it. Again, in a in a in a tight match, if you have got someone in your eye line putting you off, and 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 you know that if you do pop one up, then you're, you're going to be gone. Then it's, it's it adds to a bit of drama. We needed a bit of drama. We I did think, today.
1: Um, two great moments in the game. One, uh, the New Zealand burned review. Uh, so they just taken the eighth wicket, and they got a bit greedy. And uh, I can't Great. remember. He's doing I think, a lot I think of heavy was, lifting here. Yes. I think it was uh, Chamira uh, who who basically middles a four defence. Yeah. And somehow, two of the fielders think is Phillips. Mitchell and Phillips. Mitchell, sorry, are yeah, absolutely yeah. adamant yeah. that it's only hit the pad. Yeah. And somehow, no one talked yeah. them out of it. I can understand how if you're behind the bat, you could potentially you might have had your view obscured. But that that was a that was a historical. Uh, and they did the slow
0: mo reaction of them <laughs> reacting to it, and Williamson just turns away in disgust, basically, yeah. and and Saudi walks off laughing at them. They're just like,
1: "What?" I mean, that was a real shocker. Mm. Um, and then also the the run out between Mitchell and Chapman, um, one of those where both of them end up at the same end. And this is this is particularly funny, I guess, because the game was a hundred percent done at this point. Yet there was there was still um, tangible anger from. Uh, Chapman as he, as he walked off. Yeah. Actually, Chapman admirably fell on his sword he did. and let Mitchell uh, continue for a bit longer. But Chapman's the guy who, who's promoted up the order to get a bit of a hit because he's not really had much of a hit this tournament. I think that's probably why he was
0: uh, quite so annoyed that um, it was unnecessary. Um, Mitchell really wanted that <laughs> really wanted that <laughs> run and he was going to get it. Uh, but it's, it's rare you see quite such a flagrant um, display of of annoyance really mm. with a run out often you know there's a bit of a head shake and they trundle, trundle off but he, 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 he definitely gave him the uh, the dismissive hand gesture and then he was smashing his bat on the hoarding mm. so it's quite good to see really gave, yeah. us, gave us two more minutes of material as well
1: <laughs> uh, anyway that's it for part one in part two we'll answer your questions look forward to tomorrow's game and start to think about the semi-finals Jamie asks how much will Ratchin Ravindra's IPL contract be worth a lot isn't it it's gonna uh, be a what lot butch
0: said the other day it's a shop window um if you do things in india that are that are special and he's he's leading run scorer uh, back to the top right now and he plays some really eye-catching strokes that lofted extra cover drive is 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 really special and and the way he just he just looks so calm at the crease and, and measured and i think it was again ather's saying on, on comms you know when you're in one of these golden periods you really got to make it count and it feels like um He's in one of these and he's definitely been the sort of um standout performer, the standout young performer of the World Cup, should mm. we say. Mine in the magazine was Harry Brook, and that hasn't quite happened. But um Still one game to go, Jim. Still one game to go. He could get a triple, maybe. <laughs> um but yeah, it's been it's been amazing. And and he'll he'll go for he'll go for you know, life changing sums of money like mega mega books, yeah um, and 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 all power to him, really. And 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 really, so New Zealand have Won four, lost four, and then won this one. He's been a constant all the way through, so have some of their other performers like mm. Um It looks like they're going to be playing India, barring um, a miracle, basically. Mm. And they need their players to stand up, um, and he's definitely one of them that that they need. So um, he's he's their sort of informed man. So mm. it'll be interesting to see if, you know, in a packed house, World Cup semi-final, 23-year-old kid, all the eyes of the world on him, you know, against India. I mean, his, you talk about his price tag now, if he does something in that match, then it'll, it, we're talking astronomical, mm. um, eye watering some. So, yeah.
1: I was thinking it'd be great to have him in the county championship. But Then I had a look, he paid one game for Durham. Yeah. In 2022. And he scored 217. and yeah. 46 not out. Opening the batting, we didn't know how good we had it. Having a twenty-two-year-old <laughs> ratchet Ravindra uh, play one game in the county championship. I I asked uh, one of the guys at QuickBiz. I was basically asking, does Ravindra have the highest ever county championship batting average with a cutoff of two innings? Because he averages two hundred and sixty-three. Uh, so there can't, can't be many people above him. Yeah. Adam asks, do you like that net run rate decides semi-finals when teams are on the same points? No. What would you like instead? I don't really like net run rate in the... in the. Fir- I think
0: net run rate, I know there was a lot of talk about it earlier in the com- competition. I think it does lead to a lot of interminable overs in a match where um, I remember doing a game, it was the Australia game, Australia-South Africa, and I think I talked about it before. I think I'm scarred by it, watching Labashain back for 30 overs and just getting two or three off an over. I mean, that's, re- that's a really poor... Um, Advert for the game, and so if someone turns on and like, oh, there's a World Cup on, I'll give this a whirl. Watching someone batting out for net run rate, um, or a team playing for net run rate in f- um, for later down the line is is a bit of a turn off, basically. Um, and so, what would I have? Uh, I would have um, that if it comes down to two sides, it comes down to a straight. If we, if I beat you, then I go through. If you beat me in the group stages, then you go through. If it's a three-way tie that's where it gets a little bit more tricky. And I wonder, um, you know, obviously they want to do a boundary count back. Maybe that's when you can start. So it's not thats not the mm. main priority that, that teams and players are thinking about from the get-go. I almost think, I know I sort of um, maybe said tongue-in-cheek earlier, like, why don't they have another game? I mean, that's not, I was thinking when I was making a coffee, like, that's not that mental a suggestion, really. It is a World Cup. It has been going on <laughs> for two months, almost. It wouldn't be so crazy to just build in a day of, okay, well, if this goes down to a yeah. the wire, it's probably completely unfeasible. Who knows? Like I've never planned a global tournament. Um it looks
1: like some of the people <laughs> planning this one haven't either. Um <laughs> but barring a miracle on Saturday, we know we now know our semi-final lineups, India versus New Zealand in Mumbai on Wednesday, Australia versus South Africa in Kolkata on Thursday. Jim, we remember tournaments disproportionately. By what happens in the final week in 2019 india were the team of the tournament they're the only team to lose just one game in the group stage overall they were the only team to lose fewer than uh three games yeah new zealand we remember them as the side that tied the final but they only just snuck into the final four they were lucky that their game against india was rained off they finished ahead of pakistan only on net run rate and Pakistan had a game against Sri Lanka rained off. Yeah. And New Zealand only just beat West Indies and Bangladesh to the side that finished finish towards the bottom of the table. And then in that two-day, one-day at Old Trafford, on a sticky pitch, New Zealand get to par, take early wickets, and then suddenly they're in the final. Now, I know India have been at an even higher level this tournament. They're unbeaten at the moment. Yeah. Can you see history repeating itself?
0: <sighs> I mean, it, it's hard because India looks so good. And, and I was going to say, actually, New Zealand looked really good. And, and if they'd have chased that down with Conway and and, um, and not losing any wickets, then, you know, that gives them an extra. They had a bit of a, bit of a stutter there, mm. so they don't take that on. I mean, they did do it in 2019, and no one really gave them a chance. We mentioned it earlier in the office. I think it was Phil or someone scoffed and was like, nah, it's not going to happen. But I do think that if anyone can beat anyone in a, in a World Cup semi, and India will start to feel the pressure if they haven't already you know it's a semi-final it's their own country they base everyone's saying that they've basically got half a name on the on the trophy already I can see it I mean why not I mean that's why we're all watching right Mm. so if 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 New Zealand bat first and they make 300 350 and then put the squeeze on then absolutely yeah there could there could be Mm. there could be a big upset
1: well yeah I was looking at the games that have been held at the 1kd earlier on in the tournament and the Scores batting first have been 399, yeah. 382, 357, and 291. That 291 was Afghanistan's score against Australia the other day. And comparing New Zealand in 2019 to 2023, I think New Zealand have a stronger batting lineup this time round. I know they lost those four games in a row. Yeah. but in their last two defeats against Pakistan and Australia, they did score 800 runs across <laughs> those two games. Yeah. Right? It wasn't. It wasn't as if they were. Yeah. They, they were complete maulings. They're yeah. still going all right as a batting unit, and I know they yeah. lost wicket today, but that was because they were really attacking that net run rate. I think it's their bowling the that has that has slightly tailed
0: away. Um,
1: Bolt's not been. Bolt's not been. He was quite good today. It. It, yeah. and Simon do was saying that he looked to be running in quicker than he had been earlier in the yeah. tournament but uh, Saudi actually had a pretty poor day today, even Saudi in, in got a victory. Bit of, bit of tap. Ferguson's had a quiet-ish tournament. Yeah. And they've lost Matt Henry, lost Matt Henry. And, and Carl James has had a quiet yeah. few months coming up to the tournament. but he's the guy yeah. coming to the squad.
0: Yeah, so it, it's I mean they'll need everything to go in there. They'll need their bolt. You know, They'll need Bolt to take wickets up top. You know, probably do a number on 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 Rohit before he gets going. The, the India haven't really been taken down to the wire, right? So so there, there is that. If it gets down to squeaky derriere time and 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 it's in front of all their home fans and and you know it and it starts to look a bit like they might slip up then. And that's that'll be huge, but yeah. um, I mean, New Zealand have been there, they've been in the last two finals. The last final was incredibly close, the one before that, they sort of um f- faded away. But so they know how to get to the they know how to win these games, they've got experience. A lot of those players have been through this this um, process before, and the ones that haven't, your your, your Rachin Ravindras, look like you know, nothing is phasing them, so um. I mean, but we all know where my cards are. I'd, I'd love to see it, but I mean, I'd love to see India win it as well. So it's it feels like this past week, it's like it's all getting a, a lot more exciting. Mm. And we've not even talked about um, South Africa, Australia mm. either, which is looking like the other semi.
1: Yeah, and I also think with that with the injury to Hardik Pandya, that India side is vulnerable to just a few strange things happening on a day. They have fewer bases covered, right? Mm. Surya Kumar, Yadav at six, he's such a good player, so destructive. But... I mean Cody was weirdly criticized uh in some quarters when he got that hundred the other day for for potentially going too slowly, but actually, with their lineup with Sky at six and a number eleven basically whoever it is at number eight, yeah, they can't go that hard in the middle overs and mm-hmm. it's actually to his credit to 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 Rahul's credit to I's credit that those three have been able to to score consistently in the middle overs with low risk. With uh Sharma going at a million miles per hour against Newborn, Gill's actually had a relatively quiet tournament as yeah. well, so there's a lot resting on not many players. So if they do get um New Zealand get a couple of early wickets, that's a very, very different game to perhaps what we've seen. I mean, they only got 230 odd against England, right? And England yeah. England have, had, have, have totally sunk the place out, yeah. The bat. that could have been a game, yeah. yeah I know yeah. India bowled brilliantly that day, but mm. if an opposition side. Uh, in better nick than England, got mm. through that new ball spell from Boomer and Shammy, mm-hmm. they probably win that game. Mm. So, India have been brilliant by a mile, the team in the tournament. Mm-hmm. But you can still see how they Absolutely. can be attacked. Absolutely. And and, and the, again, I think this is where the toss and who bats first
0: comes into it. Because if New Zealand get runs on the board and they go into that second innings and, and India that ramps up the pressure and Bolt actually does come to the party... If he gets so so, Rohit and Virat obviously they're both in form. They're both world mm. beaters. If they go for not very many and and throw in maybe KL into that, KL Rahul into that as well, then all of a sudden you're asking for players who haven't done it in this World Cup quite to to get you over the line to get you into a home World Cup final um, with scoreboard pressure. With um, you know the hopes of a nation and a, and all the cricketing <laughs> world on you, one point three billion people. Yeah, yeah. So so you you can definitely see it. I mean, I would probably have it at least. I'd have it eighty twenty mm-hmm. in in India's favor, but um, that twenty percent is what makes it really interesting.
1: Mm. Um, and tomorrow we have got South Africa, Afghanistan. That this could have been a huge game uh, had had the result today gone differently. Um, but Jim, I guess it's interesting and to South Africa's credit that here we are with a game to spare. They're already in the semi-finals. They're already in the game between the second team and the third team. They've, yeah. they've had a brilliant tournament. Again,
0: it's it's you wouldn't have you wouldn't have necessarily predicted these things, you know, six months ago with with the state of South well, none African. None of us did. Well, <laughs> definitely didn't. Um, Harry Brook, player of the tournament. Uh, you know, with the with the whole turmoil that's going on in in South African cricket, and then um, you know all that sort of stuff for for them to. Perform as they have done has has been really impressive, and they've again their batting is just. I really like that they are they've got their batters and they've got their bowlers. Their batters do the business and the bowlers do the business. It's it's sort of like uncomplicated cricket. Yeah. Um, and all the while, Decock is at the top of the order, looking like you know a s- sad eyed bush baby, looking like he'd rather be anywhere else, fishing somewhere, you know. And but he's like absolutely smashing it too and plundering loads of runs. Um, and that, and I think uh, I. On that one, actually, on the flip side, we were we were chatting just before the pod. I I think Australia are held together a little bit with sticking plaster, and, and they don't fully know their their best team and their best approach. Whereas it seems like South Africa do have that clarity of purpose, mm. and I actually think you know um, ninety nine and all that all that stuff is gonna be. Um, is going to be consigned mm. to the history books because I actually think South Africa will will win that one.
1: So we're looking at New Zealand South Africa final So oh, I mean, ima- <laughs> I imagine <laughs> that that's, would be absolutely that w- amazing. That would be great, and that and that and it, that would be that would be when cricket
0: throws up some shocks. And I think the the thing with this World Cup is that all the shocks have been sort of back ended. It's all yeah. been very sort of plodding. Um, obviously, that there was a you don't want to call. Less and um, less big nations beating that like they're, they're not necessarily shocks, but it feels like in this past week it's been. Um, it's, it's felt been, like a proper World Cup. Yeah, the there's a bit of frisson in the air, yeah. rather than all oh, right. Here's another game. It's been the World Cup of permutations. I think. Yes, so many permutations that it's almost like there's always something going. Mm. It's like when you try and watch TV, but you're online at the same time. You never really, you know, you're not doing justice to your online shopping, and you're not doing justice <laughs> to Taggart or Morse or whatever you're watching. <laughs> Um, uh, and so this—it's been a little bit like that, but now it feels like the cricket is actually yeah. the. Especially when you get to the semi-finals, all that nonsense goes out of the court, or out of the window. It's who who beats who, who plays the best, who stands up, who's going to sort of play one of those World Cup defining innings. Um, so yeah, it's exciting. I am, I'm more happy than
1: sad. Excellent. That's a good, good <laughs> place to finish. Uh, cheers, Jim. Not just for today, but all our chats across the tournament. Thank uh, and thanks for joining us, listeners. And please do join us. For the final group stage games, there might not be that much to play for on the pitch, but uh, we'll have some fun, I'm sure.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.